You're listening to TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. TalkZone.com You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. We were driving by the beach the other day and saw some um, bikinis walking around the beach and it just sort of struck me about how men actually, how God made men, which is really what it boils down to and how God made men was that they have this internal mechanism that has them wanting um, sex. I mean, the female body make some kind of knots and you know it's kind of an interesting notion for instance if the if the physiology in a man was such that when a woman was ready and in the mood to have intimate intercourse that she would uh you know all of a sudden do, be attractive well she would do something you know to the man to wake his up up his sexuality and away they'd go but you know, that isn't what God did. What God did instead was he set up the man to be constantly uh, craving for the, uh, so that we would procreate and keep the species going. So in men, there's just this constant urge. And I, you know, I'm fully aware that part of the lessons here for men is to learn how to control themselves. I utterly understand that to be true. But there's two sides to this story. You know, women have been repressed for a long time in a lot of different ways. Uh, I mean, think back of Victorian clothes that were up around the neck. And, you know, and women have, you know, sort of said we want equal rights. But, you know, it's kind of interesting. Women don't kind of look at a man and just go, oh, my God, I just got to have him. I, I mean, some women do, and it's sort of out of balance. But... That isn't the basic physiology of how women work. So for women that they want balance in the world, you know, so they want to be able to do whatever they can, whatever they can do, whenever they want to do Whatever it. they want to do. Right. So, you know, they're talking, you know, wearing these skinny little bikinis and they have a right to do that. They have a right to do whatever they want to do. Well, you know, that's fine, but it's not really maturity, and it's not re- really being responsible either. What would be more responsible is being respectful to the way men operate by nature and not necessarily presenting yourself in such a way to say, here I am. And then they wonder why uh, men are behaving out of control. You know, it's a two-way street here. Men need to learn how to control themselves so that that base urge doesn't own them. At the same time, women need to be responsible about that base urge and stop wearing clothes that are saying, here I am. That's right. You know, there's times when um, I believe that when women get raped, there's, uh, I think, probably the majority of times when 
men are out of control and they just uh they're just totally out of control but i think there are also times when women have provoked these things by what they're wearing and they would say well i should have a right to be able to do whatever i want but you know what folks we're in, we're in a school here on earth and it isn't about that we get whatever we want it's about being socially and personally responsible about what you do and what your behavior is and how it will affect others. So when we run around, you know, getting drunk and wearing clothes that are an open invitation, what do you expect? And a lot of people, this open sexuality is just perfectly okay. But you know what? It isn't how we were made. We're made that when we um, are intimate with one another, that there's depth included. And our young people today have lost that. They don't know about depth in sexuality. They just, it's just like this free for all. So, you know, I just wanted, you know, it just all sort of struck me when I saw this woman in a bikini about how women that are running around that way are basically, you know, totally doing selfish behavior and not being responsible for how men's bodies and and minds work and i agree men also need to be responsible about managing themselves but i think women should be responsible about managing themselves as well so you know you don't take the men's side like the muslims and just stove the women in the house as their cattle their possessions and they can only wear tents outside you know over there they're wearing tents and if they get raped it's still their fault Right. So, boy, do they, they must really vibe so that, good under that tent. That's one side. And the other side, come to the Western countries, and you have women almost naked half the time, seductive, provocative, and, you know, seducing, and miserable for any kind of decent man who doesn't want to give way to the flesh and the ego. So the man has the challenge of flesh and ego, which are strong drives, the healthier you are, versus heart and soul. And the woman seduces, you know, that's the challenge. That might even be the Adam and Eve challenge, is the man to reach solid footing in his heart and soul and control his ego and flesh. And, you know, women could help that too. So this is a natural challenge to his character to override temptation. Women need not to you know they need to not seduce or manipulate uh even to get attention because you know they're using a uh, um, cor- uh corruption tool it's a tool of corruption of seduction so you know they have that tool which is their body and you know it's not necessarily quality that gets the man it's how uh naked or nasty you can get that gets the man, you know, so there's no quality going on there. It's, it's not, it's not a high grade anything. So women are supposed to be modest. Men are supposed to control themselves where their heart and soul overrides their flesh and ego. And actually the game for both of them is heart and soul override flesh and ego. Now that doesn't mean that there's no sex and you don't have an ego and all that kind of stuff. It simply means that you keep upgrading in a, in a ever evolving lifestyle where your, your head of reason, your heart and your soul govern you more than your passion, your flesh and your ego. 
for both men and women. I also want to say something on rape. Um, rape is always subconsciously uh, connecting for on both men and women. It's a subconscious thing that both are asking for. However, some women also physically are calling for it or, or, or they're consciously doing that. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmy Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up one show at a time, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. If you'd like to call in today, the lines are open, 1-800-336-2225. Let's go back for a moment to that comment you made about how both sides are asking for rape. Because I'm sure that went over like a lead balloon. You, you, but let me okay. take it the next step. Mm-hmm. You know, no no incidents happens without perfection. So you remember that everything that happens is there for a reason of a lesson. So if a man or a woman is being raped, and men do get raped on occasion, you know, there's some part of their lesson structure that they need to have that experience. So if there's a guy brewing to rape somebody and you're not the person because you don't have the right lessons, it won't happen to you. It'll happen to the next lady. That's right. There's stories about this, too. There was a a story one time about a lady uh, college student who, you know, hers wasn't a big crime. She uh, was walking home late at night in a small town and she went in an alley which was sort of dark, and she probably shouldn't have done that. Wasn't She wasn't dressed inappropriately, but she walked down this alley. This is an interesting story, too. Some of you have probably heard it. It went, went around via email. But um, the next day, she, anyway, she was walking down this alley, and there was this guy there. And she felt creepy vibes from him, but she just sort of scurried on by and went home. Well, the next day she heard that in the very same spot, about 20 minutes later, another woman got raped. She felt really bad because she remembered that guy and she Mm. remembered how he was creepy. Now, this is a perfect story for what Keith just said. You know, you draw in rape or any other experience because of the lessons you have. So she went down to the police office, police station, and said, you know, I saw this guy there. God, I hope... He's not the one that did it because I feel really bad. But, you know, I had just been there with him and, you know, nothing happened. And so she went and ID'd the guy and indeed it was. So she asked the police if she could ask this guy a quick question. And he's okay, fine. And she says, you know, I was there like a few minutes before you did this. Why didn't you do this to me? <laughs> and the guy says, because there were two guys standing. There were guys standing on either side of you walking with you, and there was no way I would be able to do that. Isn't that beautiful? You know, <clears throat> she she clearly didn't know there were two guys. So who who were they, and why couldn't she see them, and he could see them? How does that work? You know, when a, a woman who's going to be raped is putting out the signals to be raped, usually she doesn't know it. Yes, it's a subconscious exactly. thing coming from a karmic thing, from something she did in another lifetime usually. See, and this lady wasn't meant to be raped, and so two angels or guides or something Des- made themselves the uh, yep, perpetrator made themselves visible to the rapist, but not to her. And there's no way he would go against a woman with two men there. He wouldn't. He wouldn't do it. We have numerous factual stories like this. Many. You know, a lot of people praying Many. for a person, and uh, they get through a. Seemingly impossible situation. 
Yes. So you got to know that these things, you know, are happening for a reason. And, you know, the more we're able to stop fighting that truth and start digging down and asking that other nasty question, okay, if it was supposed to happen, why was it supposed to happen? Why did this happen to me? What is it I'm supposed to learn about this? This reminds me of in the 70s, late 70s, um, I'm walking home. I think it's a two-mile walk home from work. And this, this guy, he's a ex-famous boxer. He's uh, walking on the other side of the street, and, and he's next to this big hotel, like 15-story um, tall. And the whole side he was next to was a white hotel. However, there was this four-story black cloud walking, going the same pace. And I just stopped, planted my feet, looking across perpendicular, and I just watched him. I go, what is this? And um, next day in the paper... Wasn't it, didn't it kind of have form? It didn't have much. Not much? No, but a, a, it was about four stories. But a black shadow that was following right, him. Right, right over him. And it couldn't have been anything else. Well, no, it wasn't anything else. So then what happened? So the next day in the newspaper, it gives his name, and he was uh, murdered at a bar that he, you know, he, he and I were going in the same direction that was going to the bar where he was going to be killed. So what I'm saying is, on a soul level and on an angel level, it was known. This was yep. the angel, the of, angel death, of death. And it yep. was known what he was walking into. It was his time. And he's had, you know, a lot of fights and everything. There wasn't an angel of death there, I trust. But there was one here because this was his time. They know. Yeah. They know uh, days ahead they know. And and there's not much fighting. I think it's folks. even in your contract. That's right. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves. If you'd like to give us a call, we'd love to hear from you. 1-800-336-2225. We are your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions. We've got a very interesting topic when we come back. We're going to talk about the first cloned dog. And again, the number is (laughs) 1-800-336-2225. Ever wonder what a spiritual path is? Maybe you're on one right now. Take Mastering Ourselves host Keith and Charme Amber's free quiz. Find out if you're on a spiritual path. Find out at www.masteringourselves.com. You'll be amazed at all the nooks and crannies that make up a spiritual path. Keith and Charme Amber specialize in delivering unique, usable, and easy-to-understand, life-transforming information that can bring you inner freedom and peace. Check out Mastering Ourselves. Go to www.masteringourselves.com. Don't forget to take the free quiz. Jumpstart your spiritual path today. <laughs> 